0: listening to the New Century Multiverse
1: Panther Soul Chapter 16 Big Fight at the Oasis Kolonash It is fight night. A ring is constructed from available materials. Vine-wound ropes hang between four heavy staves. The army crowd around this arena as the sun descends. Bonfires are lit and lamps are attached to the posts. We have only a short while before the heat of the day escapes into the cloudy, blue night above us. But I will not rush this. I must give them a show they must know who i am not lucky not a cheat i walk out slowly all eyes on me at my back maximus at my sides leah and beatrix we are all still shackled the lions around us growl in mistrust they think themselves superior i will show them superior My cuffs are unlocked and I spring over the ropes into the arena. I am stripped to the waist, clad in my shorts and the woven patchwork red, yellow and blue battle skirt of my nation's group. They are looking at my tattoos. They have not seen them on fire yet. Again, I will show them. As I stand in expectation, my paws twitching, Commodore Shrike makes her entrance. She is also stripped to the waist, heavier and more muscular than I expected. Her coat hid a lot of that. A great roar rises up into the night as she slowly pads towards me. I see that her scar is far bigger than I first thought. It begins just above her ruined eye and travels down, descending her chest and stomach to disappear below the belt line of her skirt. She enters the arena and a judge explains the rules to the standards I'm already aware of. Each round will last three turns of the glass. You will keep going until one of you is down and cannot stand back up before the count of ten. But you may not kill your opponent, nor deliberately break their bones or tear their flesh with tooth and claw. Our forepaws are bound in gauze and leather. Do you understand the rules? Commodore Shrike is halfway through the word. Yes. Yes. When I strike, not with my body, but with my soul, I drop my gum shield into my glove. I understand understand that this cat cat thinks thinks she can can beat me. me. I bellow to the crowd in LBs. The judge calls for quiet, but I shout louder. She's the queen queen of the the sea. sea, but I'll drop her in three. There is an audible intake of breath, as their protocol is breached in such audacious fashion. I grin and turn. Out here we're on land, where she ain't gonna stand. I can hear Leah laugh. I go further. She's got you huddled all round me, where she thinks she can pound me. But she is mistaken, this fight I'll be taken. She's dragged you all out here in the desert to wander and search for an artifact her king wants to plunder. While he sits sits back at home on his throne made of bone, you all sweat for his cause, burning sand in your paws. I circle around looking at their faces, but with a sweep of my gaze making them want to catch my eye. But I'll get your applause when I murder her jaws. I scoot my legs back and forth. I'm a warrior fighter like you've never seen. You'll be cheering with joy as I decrown your queen. You're so far from home and your cubs and your mate, but this is the tale you will yearn to relate. You sailed over the ocean in search of a mystery, inadvertently witnessed the best fight in history. Shrikes strikes with her right, I'm not there anymore. And all of a sudden she's down on the floor. She gets on back up and starts swinging and kicking, but she's picked the pussy who's gave her a licking. The crowd goes wild, they've never seen such a duel. But they know in their hearts that their sea witch is cruel. She's fighting a firestorm all out of ocean, and deep down we all know she deserves a demotion. Your cubs prick up their ears, their tails twitching and eager. Tell us, how did he move when he toppled your leader? You should have seen this guy, he was truly the best. We have miscalculated the cats of the West. I turn my gaze back to Shrike, who is now scowling in fury. This pompadoured Commodore's really unbearable. But me? I'm incomparable. I'm, I'm unscarable. Y'all don't frighten me, Captain cat fish. fish. I'll lay you out on a dish and make you make wish. wish you never chose this panther as a dancer. She's ignoble. Unstable. I'll flip her like a table. You think you can take me? I'm untakeable. I'm unshakable. Y'all won't beat me, y'all can't eat me. I'm already under your fur. You won't even touch this black and red blur. I conclude and put up my dukes. So bring it on if you dare. Try to break down my walls. Show your troops over there how the pride of Albion falls. This last word is almost a whisper. My eyes are wide and staring. Not angry, challenging. The audience looks from me to her. She meets my gaze coldly. I pop my gum shield back in and begin to bounce from lower paw to paw. The judge steps back. This is it. The bell rings. The dance begins. I take things carefully, weaving around in front of her, always hopping back and forth, keeping a rhythm. But she is not playing around. When I talk this way about them, when I engage my eloquence and show them up, my opponents become angry. The more I chatter, the more enraged and aggressive they get. They make mistakes and allow me to get that jab in. That then further frustrates them. More mistakes, more openings, more clowning. So I went further and higher than I ever have with anyone before. She stands, waiting, gloves up, moving rhythmically with me, but slower. Disinterested in advancing. I have no blows to weave around. The crowd is uneasy. I glance at Leah ringside. My head explodes. I did not see Shrike move, but the punch she lands sends me spinning. I cannot see, and she batters my trunk with ferocious blows. I force my elbows down and shield myself. My mouth is filled with blood. In the blinding white and blue, I can sense where she is. It's where all the pain is raining into me. I retreat to the ropes, spinning and evading, shake my head to focus. Now, I defend. She charges in, staying low, and pummels me. I keep moving, guarding, desperately, trying to anticipate when she is going to go for the head, or for the body. The first round lasts a life-age of Rama. All I know is pain and fear. None of this makes any sense. How is she this fast and strong? I think back to the drink she gave me. Was this dulling my senses and making my movements sluggish? No. I felt on top of the world as I was calling out to the army, shaming her, announcing my greatness. In the space between rounds, I slump onto the stool in my corner. I feel Maximus's paws on my shoulders. You need to give up. He urges. I shake my head. I drink water, clear my vision, breathe. I struggle to my hind paws as the bell rings. This second round I am far more cautious. I let her follow me around the arena. I gain back some of my confidence and arc around her blows. I hear her yowl in fury. I'm getting to her. Then another hit connects with my head and I'm seeing stars. I twist and retreat. My right eye is swelling badly. The bell rings again and I sit back down, groaning. Beatrix speaks in my ear.
0: She's not going to get tired. You have to land a serious hit.
1: Where? My brain is too fuzzy to focus. Tactics keep half-forming and then collapsing. Take her out. Maximus says.
0: Get her moving. Save your strength for when you spot a real
1: opening. Across the ring, Shrike sits, glaring at me, barely touched. (sighs) Alright. Round three. I pounce across the ring, faint with my right paw twice, then slam a left hook into her jaw. I feel it connect with a burst of relief, then her elbow hits my throat. She headbutts me square on the nose, sending me reeling. Stupid, cocky, showboating, idiot, useless. No, I'm the... She is on me, sweeping my legs out and punching my cheek once more. These are illegal moves, and the Judge isn't doing shit. As I hit the sand, I see blood on my whiskers. The Judge begins to count. Maybe stay down here. The crowd is roaring. Shrike bears over, a sneer of triumph. Anger flares up within my frame. The Judge reaches five. Five. I push against the earth and rise back up, my bones aching. Round four. Now I am tiring, running on anger. This one sees us keeping our distance as both fighters try to regain more energy than we are expending. I study her face and see how she deals with her fury. It is there, inside. But when it comes out it is not fire, but frozen hammer blows of unimaginable power. The angrier she gets, the harder and more focused the response. And I brought all of this out of her. I have made a grave mistake. My right eye has swollen shut. Round five. My body screams. I have never taken this level of punishment before. This is not how I fight. Round six. I cannot let her beat me. Round seven. Nothing exists outside this ring. She and I the only two in all creation. I am finding it hard to breathe. And this is when she strikes. I realize to my utter horror that she has been saving a flurry to take me out in totality. My ribs are pounded, my face slammed and the ground rushes up slowly to meet me. Time is crawling. Grains of sand fall like leaves on the breeze. I am done. The crowd is hushed. All I can hear now is my heart beating frantically. My body screams at me to give up. I feel a poor touch mine. It is Leah, stretching past the ropes. I can barely see her, but I hear her plead. Stop! But if I stop, Shrike will not let us go. Our lives will be snuffed out. Her journey will be over before it has really begun. What do I care? I cannot contend with this overwhelming agony. It is destroying me. I owe her nothing. I can hear the judge counting. Eight. Just stay down. Let this finish. Seven. Seven. I hear the lions growling around me. This is not their land. The sand underneath me is not their sand. It is mine. Six. Six. I try to move. I do not know if I have the strength. Five. I roll. Then I hear something strange. A lion somewhere is roaring in encouragement. He is joined by two. Then four. Then more voices than I can count. I get to my knees. Four! I can see Shrike staring at me. Ready to kill. Rise. One roars. Three rises. More. Arise! Arise. Arise. They are chanting rhythmically. Arise! Arise. I bounce my shoulders in time. Two! Arise! I climb all the way up to my feet, shaking myself out. Arise! The lions keep roaring. Arise. Arise! Round eight. Arise! Shrike is the angriest I have seen her. Nobody cheers her on. She is going to kill me. I stretch and bounce, my tattoos flare and the lions roar louder in surprise and delight. Shrike lunges and I weave, no longer using my eyes, feeling her crash around me, turning aside left, right and back. I listen past the roars, my ears sharp. She is panting. I have just enough left for one final ferocious rain of strikes. I wait until she swings towards my head and dodge right and under. My paws make contact with her flanks as I begin to smash in with increasingly faster blows, each redoubling in power. She escapes backwards, throwing down her elbows to protect herself and tries to turn faster than I can punch. Time is bleeding. I catch a glimpse of her one eye, absolutely filled with hatred. That is when my right paw connects with her lower jaw in an uppercut that sends her spiraling to the desert mat. She impacts hard as a great catawampus erupts into the shuddering air. The judge begins his count. The lions all bellow in excitement. Nobody is yelling her eyes anymore. I circled the ring. Raindrops have begun to fall upon us as the nearby oasis tumbles back down from the starry sky above. Five. The droplets fizzle against the scarlet flames that lick over my chest, arms, and face. Four. The pain grip in my body eases ever so slightly. My swollen eye is able to open again. Shrike is curled up in a fetal position, her legs twitching. Three... She begins at last to rise. But unconsciousness washes over her. Two! The Commodore slumps back down in the sand, unmoving. One! The bell rings. I roar in triumph and leap up to the turnbuckle post holding my paws aloft as the rain cascades down upon us all. The lions are in a frenzy. Maximus, Beatrix, and Leah cheering in relief. I am the greatest. I breathe and come to terms with what has just happened. Leah leaps up and down with joy and amazement. Maximus grabs and embraces me, glowing with pride as Beatrix stands nervously to one side. The judge declares me the winner by knockout. Shrike comes around eventually. I stand before her and call loudly enough for everyone present to hear. Will you be good to your word? Will you set us free? Slowly, deliberately, wiping the blood from her jowls, she motions for her lieutenant to pass back her shirt, coat, hat, and sword belt. With all the dignity she can muster, taking her time, she redresses herself, finishing with her hat until she is entirely clad in the uniform of her trade. She paces forward, the rain beaten down, all eyes on her. I will. She agrees. A roar of surprise and dismay mingled with cheering approval rises up at this strange turn of events. Shrike whips her saber from its scabbard and thrusts it past me deep into Maximus's heart. His periwinkle blue eyes widen in shock. She was so fast. I could not stop her. My world goes dark as she withdraws the blade and cleans it upon my skirt. I am rigid beyond action. She stalks off and springs over to the outer ring as the old lion slumps down. I clear the ropes and cradle him as Beatrix, her face ashen, presses her paws to the gushing wound. But it is far too grievous for any of us to stop this from happening. Maximus gasps for breath as Leah howls in anguish beside me. The crowd looks on, murmuring, as I try to see him. I cannot. The world is too blurry. I'm so sorry. A peak of your glory. He wheezes, but he cannot finish. A peak of your glory. His breath gives out and curls up to extinguishment. As the thunder rolls above us.
0: have been listening to episode 16 of Panther Soul Big Fight at the Oasis Written, edited and directed by Alexander Shaw Colo Nash, performed by Alex Shaw Admiral Shrike, performed by Sharon Shaw Judge, performed by Matt Ramsey Leah, performed by Willow Shaw Captain Beatrix, performed by Loretta Saylor Lions, performed by Chris Finnick Pascal Dooley, Hannah Peregrine, Marty Huey and Austin Wilden. And Maximus, performed by Spencer Lieb. Make Your Decision by Dan Philipson of Shockwave Sound. Panther Soul Theme, Zard, composed and performed by Jason Bradley Livesey of Shockwave Sound. Vadodora, Zombie Hoodoo, and Lawkeeper Grove, composed and performed by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Istanbul by Ald. Ceremonial Dance, Dance in the Desert, Predator and Prey, and Fighting Spirit, composed and performed by Darren Curtis, Before the Storm, Ambience from Tabletop Audio. What is Russian Gothic by Alexander Shaw? Cold statues, dead eyes stare out across long gone battlefields, frozen in time, Haunting voices chant, singing of glories and of indomitable fortitude. Footsteps hurry between the colonnades as the snow falls onto a little girl who dreams of a home. Night is upon you, and it is past the point of belief that the dawn will bring the sun. That was an excerpt from the latest book that Sharon and I helped to put together. And this one is nothing to do with my current ongoing book series. Instead of a new century novel this time, it is a collection of 18 short gothic stories written entirely by folks from the School of Movies community. We organised it this year through our Discord and it blossomed into this dark flowerbed of prose. Now, it is available on Amazon as of Halloween 2022 in both Kindle and beautiful paperback form. We will keep the price low for the time being, so if as many of you folks as possible buy it on the day, then it will help the book to gain visibility online. Read it, talk about it, gush about it from the heart. If you don't love it, don't worry. But if you do, leave us a positive review if you'd like to help other people find and read it. So, the title you need to be searching for is The Lights from Distant Bonfires. And a massive shout-out to everyone who collaborated on this with your amazing, stirring, atmospheric writing. So that's Lincoln Alpern, James Batchelor, Chai Chibiti, Greg Downing, Jesse Ferguson, Chris Finnick, Nick Jaragowski, Hannah Peregrin, Maya Suris, Alejandra Vargas, Bradford Yerkew, Sharon Shaw, and Willow Shaw. Frankly, I may be a little biased, but I feel like Willow's story is worth the price of entry alone. That book name again, The Lights From Distant Bonfires. The New Century Multiverse is funded by Patreon, and our $15 sponsors get credit every episode, so thank you too, Aaron LeCluze, Abel Savard. Alejandra Vargas, Alex Brewington, Angus Lee, Benjamin Hoffer, Brian Novak, Cassandra Newman, Chris Finnick, Christopher Wolf, Kieran Dashler, Connor Kennedy, Dan Mayer, Daniel Salguero Dan Hepner, Dave Hickman, David Sheely, Finbar Nicole, Frankie Punzi, Greg Downing, Jameis Enright, Jesse Ferguson, Joe Crow, Joel Robinson, John Clawson, Joe G., Josh Waster, Kat Esman, Kevin Vahey, Lorraine Chisholm, Marty Polmeyer, Matthew A. Siebert, Michael Hasco, Robbie Crow, Sarah Montgomery, Tima Hellazhario, Tim Rosensky, Timothy Green, Toby Jungius, Tom Painter, Trey Contreras and Valencia Burns.